Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. My name is Daniel, your forever game master. And my name is Daniel Lee. Just that? Okay, cool. Um, oh, okay, I mean, so, well, it's just kind of roulette of if we're going to say our last names or not, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're or are you just going to do no last name and I will do last name? No, no, I think we should both do last names, and then, okay. but also occasionally forget just to keep the audience on their toes. Okay, great, great, yeah, great. So we'll mix it in, and like you, the audience, can participate. This is some audience participation for you on whether okay. or not we say our last names. Ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of every episode, write in your predictions for the next episode. Are we going to use our last names or not? Yes. And that'll be a great engaging game for yeah. you. And then it, you can put it on sports bets, and then depending on that, maybe you'll win like some extra... Okay. Okay. Is that not illegal? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Do people bet on podcasts? Yeah. Are we like, are you allowed to just like host gambling? Probably not. You're right. Okay. Um, but you can host gambling on Maple Story, so that's a whole different. Oh, thing. nice, yes. nice. That's two episodes in a row you've brought up Maple Story. Yeah, I love Maple. That's Story. pretty good. That's I've pretty been thinking good. about it a lot recently, honestly. Really? Yeah. I don't. I think it's because one of our friends has been playing it again. I think ah. I've seen Richard play it a little bit. Right. And it's it's brought me some nostalgia. I do love the game quite a bit. Okay. What's when's the last time you played Maple Story? Uh, two, three years ago. I Wait, think. have we said the name of the show? Oh yeah, our show's name is One Shot at a Time. We're a tabletop role playing game podcast. This season, we're working on Fabula Ultima, a JPRPG inspired tabletop role playing game right you happy now great and this episode we're working on um maple story uh yeah well, i guess we're working on maple story we're just a jrpg on inspired mmo kind uh, of yeah that's based from korea yep As a krpg that krpg is there a krpg are those things man i in my mind i feel like the only korean game studios are like the big ones that publish MMOs, and I can't think of anything else. Yeah, because it's like Black Desert Online. Right, because you have like Nexon. Yes. Which is Korea. I think Perfect World is Chinese. But yeah, I mean, there's like that handful of of just like big MMO producers, but I, I don't know that there are like smaller studios. Yeah, I feel like a lot of I things think about get it. outsourced there for animation and stuff, but I don't know like if they have like a game studio specifically in Korea. Yeah, like I wonder if the sort of like economy or whatever like the sort of industry just isn't open enough for that kind of thing because it like if i'm not wrong korea only releases like free-to-play mmos and like mobile games yeah which is crazy because they have like one of the biggest esports leagues like out there yeah yeah that's true yeah but they yeah it's all american games that's strange yeah, very strange. Speaking of strange, this podcast uh, today is going to be our final episode for this season, I believe. Okay, interesting. I counted this correctly, which if I didn't, well, then you can bet on that, I guess. Great. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to do uh, kind of like how we done before with the uh, Scholastic Book Fair. We're going to just kind of talk a little bit. Oh, that you know? was off the dome, wasn't it? Yeah, we're going to do it off the dome. We're going to improvise a little bit of stuff, talk a bit back and forth, and then we're going to use that as a prompt for our one-shot adventure. So it's going to be an improv podcast, I guess. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, so we talked a little about esports um, and Maple Story. Yeah, when's the last time you played Maple Story? <laughs> I think I just said three years ago, right? Oh, did you say three years ago? Yeah, I think three years ago. Yeah. Really? Uh, we didn't play more recently than that. No, I haven't played in a long time. Like I think the last time I played it was when the Adele character was released. For ah, uh... yeah, for those who are not versed in Maple Story, that's the character that has like floating swords. And can just right. kind of like wipe the map by herself back then. Yeah, just like the singer Adele. Yeah, just like Adele. Like yeah. Adele in Maple Story has right. a beautiful high pitched note that just causes all monsters to get wiped, and the cooldown is fifteen seconds. Right, right, right. But and just like in real life, she throws swords around. Yes, during her yeah. concerts, right, it's right. Much more entertaining than yes. her just standing there, right, talking about setting fire to the rain. That's the audience participation for that. Yeah, is just dodging swords. Yeah, and the more swords you dodge, the higher she sings. Oh, okay. It's kind of like Osu. Like the faster you get on beat, the yeah. higher the score, ah. the louder the music goes. That's how Osu works, right? So, sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have a favorite Adele song? Uh, I only know. Wait, did is Chandelier isn't Adele, is it? No, I don't think so. I only know. Um, what is it? Hello, or is it? Hello from the other side. What yeah. is the name of the song is? Hello goodbye. No, uh, yeah, hello from the other side. I yeah, the, the it's goes. the song where she sings hello from the other side in the chorus. Yeah, it's yeah. So she's... I think it's just called hello. We could look this up, but whatever. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, we don't. We're not Adele fans. <laughs> yeah, Adele, please comment on our podcast. Right, right. Okay, 
Yeah, well, I think we should aim lower before we try to get Adele oh, you're right, to send you're right. us an email. Yeah, we're still working on Daniel Radcliffe, so that first. Well, Daniel Radcliffe I would put above Adele. Oh, really? Who do you okay. think is more famous? Oh, it's got to be Daniel. It's, well, no. Adele probably has more followers. Currently, right Yeah, now. just because Radcliffe, I think, fell out of the social sphere before social media became... Yeah, because he finished Harry Potter, and then, although he's actually like in a lot of movies and stuff, he's actually in a musical, too. Really? Um, which is really cool. Yeah, he was on a Broadway musical. I can't remember the name. Like recently? No, it was like a few years back. Yeah, huh. he was brought on as um, essentially like when a car- when a actor like who does the Broadway musical first, like they're acting, they were like, oh, we're not going to sign up for the contract. Sometimes a Broadway musical will bring on like a famous star to kind of keep the show going. Oh, okay. so that was Daniel Radcliffe. But apparently he can sing and dance and everything. So he's he was actually a great choice. Yeah, I'm sure he's like trained. Yeah, he's in just- that. Yeah, he's multi-talented. He's just got a very problematic nature of trying to create a harem world within our right. TTRPG podcast. Right, right, right. Thought he was a pretty chill dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, really, like, roleplay kind of, sometimes it brings out the monsters in us. Yeah, you never know. You never but know. we still need that clout. Yep. But we still need that clout. So we're gunning for that. Yep, yep, but yep. yeah, I'd say for our next uh, prompt, that prompt bringing person that we're going to try and verbally pressure into giving mm-hmm. us one, probably aim for like a lower tier artist. Any, uh, like, indie bands you've been listening to? Maybe, like, a punk band that's came back recently? They seem kind of, like, desperate for, for clout. <laughs> uh, what, like, Blink-182? Blink-182 might be a little too big for us. Fallout Boy? Fallout Boy? Aren't they still relevant, though? I mean, I if you listen to punk, they're always relevant. Yeah, okay. But I don't know if that's... Most punk bands are generally always still relevant within punk. But didn't Blink One Eighty Two stop doing music for a they long did, time? They did because they got they broke up for a little bit. Yeah. So well, I don't I don't want to say broke up. Broke up isn't like the right word. It's more like they kind of started like working on different projects. Oh, I see. Because one of those singers went to work on Angels and Airwaves. The drummer was working with like a bunch of other artists like Machine Gun Kelly. And, oh yeah. really? And then the other artist was working with another group, but they came back together for a Blink One Eighty Two tour. Okay, so maybe like... we should maybe we should start harassing their side project Twitter <laughs> accounts. Yeah, the side project Twitter accounts that wasn't as successful right. as Blink One Eighty Two. That okay. sounds like the move. That sounds like the move. Got it. Got it. Got like it. Like something that's just adjacent to Clout that's mm-hmm. still a little bit desperate. That's us, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfect. I feel like I was gonna say something, but I totally forgot. That's what happens when you're just having a conversation. We're just hanging out. Yeah, we're just hanging out, trying to gather uh, ideas to build a one-shot adventure. Yeah, what are some uh, topical things in the news? Um, what you got? I don't really. Titan like the exploded news. the Ocean Gate thing. Oh yeah, yeah, big dub for the working class. <laughs> Is that? I mean, it was it was like. If you are someone who with enough money that's just like, yeah, I'm just going to listen to this guy tell me that it's totally safe to go underwater in this, like, not tested vessel, and I'm just going to pay you, like, you know, six figures, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, maybe, you know, you weren't long for this world anyways. But how's that a dub for the working class? Oh, I mean, it just means that, like, we have a way to kind of uh, balance it. Oh, okay, yeah. We like, just, we, we just to... need to do more schemes. Oh, yeah, right? more, more Titan class schemes. More right. like crazy adventures for the rich. Yeah, yeah, just like, you know. Because, you know, part of the reason why I think the scheme worked so well is because it was basically like someone posturing as a really rich person and was just like super confident and like, hey, pay me $300,000 and I will take you to see the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, okay, he's asking up front for that much money? Then it must be legit. And yeah. it's just like, okay, no need to background check or anything. And then... What's even crazier was that, like, he believed his scheme so much that he also died in it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, um... Yeah, it was really funny because I was scrolling through the BBC News, mm-hmm. like, fo- like live coverage for it, and okay. there was just, like, article after article being, like, after interviewing him in, you know, like, 2019, he insisted that while there was no proof that the vehicle was safe, that the naysayers were just trying to stifle innovation. And there was just, like, so many articles that were just, like... Basically, yeah, we in an interview, he said that everybody says that I'm wrong, but I'm going to do it anyways because I, <laughs> I think it's fine. Okay. He was, and he's like on record being like, yeah, it, like the last time anything super bad happened to somebody underwater was over 30 years ago. It has to be fine. And then, what? And then he promptly killed six people, including himself and a teenager boy, which was very sad. Yeah, that was that's the real sad one where it's just like you go with your dad on some kind of bonding thing, and then yeah. it turns out that, yeah. And then it turns out that your dad just gets 
like is just way too rich for his own good. And yeah, sometimes eccentric home. rich people don't make the most sound decisions. Yeah. Yeah. It's also very sad that like 750 like immigrants were like on a boat that sank or something. Right, that was right, also very right. Sad. Yep. Okay. Yep. Not sad enough though, I guess. Yeah, not sad enough to make the news as opposed to the rich people in a tiny like Xbox controlled sub. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, the wireless controller was was some like super cheap thing. Yeah, it was like an. It was literally like an Xbox controller. I think. They really. Video, like the the title I read of a news article said like Titan was controlled by a video game controller. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. And I feel like it would be Xbox, like most fitting, like the very sure, old sure, chunky sure. one that was like way too large for your hands. Well, I mean, it's got to be like a Mad Cat's knockoff because they oh, right. they were really trying to just like not spend money on this project at all for some reason. Yeah, so they, yeah. they went even cheaper on it. Okay, cool, Right, cool, cool. right, right. All right, I think we got, like, a great amount of random thoughts floating around to build a one-shot adventure off of. Yeah, currently we're very water-adjacent, which might be pretty topical. Yeah, because right now we've just finished the Magic Kingdom Arts. The player characters should have just unlocked the Water Kingdom, or at, the, at least the right. ability to explore it. Yeah. Um, we have, a, so we're essentially talking about the Titan explosion, along with Adele, who does set fire to the rain as well. Okay, explain that reference. Uh, there's a song where she talks about setting fire to the rain. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That is the lyrics. In what context? Uh, What's the objective? The objective is to see if rain can be set lit on fire. Okay. Oh, so it's a, a more like scientific song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really kind of like asking a lot of questions. Yeah, she has a hypothesis and a thesis during the whole song. Right, and it's right. Very slow, and then she uh-huh. hits a really high note when she goes set fire to the rain, and then the rain yeah. catches on fire from her vocal cords. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a it's kind of like a like a scientific journal entry. Mm-hmm. It's got like an abstract and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. It's you can see it on a uh, WebMD. I think that's a sign. No, that's not a sign. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's like why? Why is my singing lighting water on fire? Yeah, yeah, and it's just um, <laughs> it's a resonance. It's test? just it's just hypochondria or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. No, wait. What, what's the what's the disease that you think you have every disease? Isn't that like hypochondria or something? I or is that so. a sweating thing? That might it could be both. We'll say it's both. I think I do have both, and that's why. Okay, okay. So I'm really fine. sweaty, and I think I'm really diseased. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's a tough life to live. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. It's terrifying going outside. Oh, uh, yeah, especially in I Arizona. Can't. You just, yeah, burn, yeah, you just yeah, immediately yeah. sweat and then exactly. immediately think every sweat is a disease. Right. Okay. And I think, feel like we talked about something else. Oh, punk rock bands coming back. We talked about punk rock and Maple Story. And Maple Story, yes. I think that's it. Yeah. Maple Story does have an underwater section called Aqua Road. Aqua Road. Man, Maple Story was so much more interesting when it was before the game was just like. You, teleport rock yeah, you just teleport these. to places, yeah. and it was actually like, oh shit! If I climb to the bottom of Orbis Tower, there's a crazy waterland where dolphins talk. Yeah, that was such a cool expansion too, because I remember being there when that update happened, and they're like, really? you can go underwater if you climb through Orbis Tower, and it was like this discovery that like, you hear from people in yes, the game. Yes, yes. And then you go down there, and you're like, oh, there's water. Oh, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. Right, I'm drowning. Right. right. <laughs> And then it was such a big thing to get, like, Orbis teleport scrolls for the tower. Orbis tower teleport Right, scrolls. right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they were sold for, like, 5K a piece or something. Oh, man. Nostalgia, man. Yeah, it's, um, I think maybe we should try and capture some of that with the move into, like, a very new location. Along with the Titan explosion? Okay, cool. Ah! Yeah, I, we'll, we'll let that come up organically, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because so far we've got Maple Story, pop, pop punk bands coming back. Right. Adele setting fire to the rain. Yep. And hello. And Ocean Gate and Titan explosions. Okay, so we got we got a lot of things to work off of to build a one-shot adventure. Right. So, I mean, right off the bat, it's it's seeming like it's definitely going to be the sort of water kingdom we've created. Yes, I think that's a good direction. I mean, the characters have just unlocked it. There's no reason why they wouldn't want to explore this area. Right. And they've met a character that has like a background tie to this. Yeah, location. there's likely some kind of hook that's mm-hmm. bringing you there if that's the direction you want to pull them as a DM. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I I like the idea of because like we've established that the kingdoms already know about the water kingdom existing. So I don't think right. it's like a new land being discovered. You go and search. It's more of like. There's probably like some kind of search and rescue mission. Maybe mm. they're sent out by the guild for a specific reason to investigate. Oh, we did talk about how the Grand Wizard uh, Josh Greenroad um, right, right, has right. some possible connection to the Water Realm because he uses like water-based mutants. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. And I, I love now that he's a Grand Wizard, which is just further slander <laughs> on his name. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but I mean, it's not like he's a real person in the world. He's true, true, totally true. unrelated. To right, right. We just completely know. fictitious. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Josh Greenroad, the Grand Wizard, 
has a lot of water-based magical spells, and what better way to learn about it than to head to the Water Kingdom, which is probably also triggering your Chaos Emerald Dragon Ball fire. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 okay. The Emerald Radar. Yeah, the Emerald Radar is triggering over there. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of reasons for your characters to head to the Water Kingdom here. Yes. Okay. Would it make more sense to kind of make this the logical follow-up, like the conclusion to Josh's storyline? Or do we want to just kind of be like, let's just see what happens if we try and come up with some kind of plot line based off of what we've talked about? I think if anything, it might lean into it. I think Josh Greenroad's storyline still has a little bit more legs. I think it's too early to just like, ah, yes, you found him here. Oh, yeah, to fully conclude it. Yeah, yeah. If anything, you're going here to look for evidence about his treachery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Right, right. So um, I think it's like one of those storylines where you're tipped off by the Adventures Guild that... This area, there's some connection with him, and maybe Richard's right. character, if he's in your party or not, yep. gives you like an idea of that, like, oh, there's this like political turmoil here between like the old guard and the new generation, yep. and you're trying to figure out, like, navigate what's going on between these two groups, these two political groups, along with find out who's connected with the Grand Wizard, Josh Greenroad. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. My impression of, like how much of the world is really known to like the ruling power here is that it's like maybe people have a vague idea that there are other like beast races out there but mm-hmm. like it's all hidden from like the the everyday man the yeah every the way commoner. i picture it is is like kind of like back in like when europe had just discovered like japan and stuff or ah. they're sending out like missionaries so you get like vague antidotes from them yeah and but they're like wildly wrong <laughs> ah yeah okay yeah 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 i guess that would make sense because it would basically just be like adventurers guild people doing that yeah adventurers guild people and like maybe like a, a few maybe like guarded missionaries and or ambassadors from the magic kingdom ah yeah from the way i see it there wouldn't really be any kind of like established communication Mm-hmm. It would be a little bit more like they've always wanted to be hidden, mm-hmm. and then some people have like seen traces of them or whatever, so they kind of know there's like myths about it or you know kind of like mm-hmm. rumors about it. Yeah, we can even tie in that like you were tasked by the Adventurers Guild to go search for like a lost group of maybe like rich adventurers like <laughs> oh! gone out to like investigate these people because they're right. like we've heard legends of like the beauty of this water race maybe they like oh yeah mermaids are hot so they're like we want to ah, go over there and I, then they've yeah. gone missing and someone's paying a big sum of money to bring back their dad shit that's perfect okay yeah because um i i like that it's kind of like um there is the aspect of the world kind of being too dangerous to trek mm-hmm. for people to really be over there all the time and yeah. like be in contact enough with them to actually establish some kind of communication. For sure. So it would be really funny if it was just like, cool, beyond that forest is this ocean mm-hmm. um, or kind of like an inlet or something. And people are mounting an expedition mm-hmm. to see what's down there. For sure. And then I guess... Yeah, you mount the rescue operation. Depending on how dark we want to make it, you can have them just fully die or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they go down there and they get inevitably rescued by the. Maybe they're captured, and maybe that's yeah. like there's like this like back and forth of like here's like this high powered social figure for the Magic Kingdom, but they're captured within the Water Kingdom, and it could cause like a war. And then the two factions are debating on how they want to pr- move forward with this since they've been like mm. more well more like discovered in this sense kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I like using this as a sort of starting off, like jumping off point for just the theme of like, you know, the beast tribes have to eventually figure out what they want to do in regards to like interfacing with humans Mm -hmm. and how they want to progress that because they are kind of like slowly losing their land. Yeah, because they're losing a lot of water, which we've established. Maybe maybe the water's being set on fire somehow. Ah, (laughs) wait. That's actually super perfect because it's it's kind of like a clash between two of the elements. Yes. Yeah, okay. So maybe there's like a fire element. So obviously the fire elemental mm-hmm. primordial spirit is some kind of Adele adjacent. Yes, a powerful bardic singer Yes. whose high pitches ignite its nearby regions. Maybe like her singing is basically just like volcanoes activating. Oh, actually, that is actually really cool. Like, as she hits certain notes, different volcanoes pop up in certain areas. Right, she's just like a magma spirit sort of thing. Ooh, I like that, I like that. Okay, okay. Might not have too much direct tie-ins to the story here, but it would definitely be like, oh, you know, the Water Tribe is in crisis because 
some kind of elemental unbalance the, is the Adele, the fire primordial, right? Which we've right. Established now, so you can is kind of for sure foreshadow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you can see ancient text of like this powerful singing fire right. god. Yeah. I'm sure there's some clever name that I, I like will just come using to Adele. us. Just saying Adele. Yeah, that's yeah. we did use Gunther Magdell. West Magdell. Magdell. Yeah. Boldell. If I knew more about um, geology, maybe we could pull out a nice pun here. Mm-hmm. Magdell seems pretty good. Magdell? Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I like it. Okay, so we have Magdell. We've established one god, primordial god that yep. oversees the fire element. Um, I guess it's simple. I mean, this is a good opportunity, I guess, to just sort of slowly start establishing what the sort of like guardian spirits are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Magma, Adele, that's definitely going to lead to some good inspiration, I think, whenever we tackle that. Yeah, and then we have the water region, which has the water elemental or water crisp, water emerald hidden, but they maybe aren't able to fully utilize it for some reason. Maybe the water primordial element is just chilling. <laughs> oh, maybe it's like um, the sort of fiery personality of Magdell yes. is not compatible with, with the water spirit who just wants to chill. Yeah. He has a very chilled out personality because yeah. it's water. It's very, uh, they're very low- Lo-fi, maybe? They're like a very lo-fi right, personality? Right, right, right. They're very, uh... Is there a water thing? I, I mean, we, I already said... We, were, we already said chill. Yeah. That's chill, enough. Yeah, no, no. Chill uh, chill hops. There you go. Ah, uh, chill hop. Yeah, chill hops. Yeah. I... It's really funny because, the like, last time we talked about having, like, oh, a musical world... It was like literally that uh, that rave world thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it is it is funny imagining like maybe all the spirits are just like weirdly musical adjacent for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll play where, with that. Where will we put pop punk? Where will we put uh, Blink One Eighty Two? Pop and, uh, punk, Fallout Boy. Will pop they be dark? Punk. I feel like dark is too on the nose. Yeah, though I mean it is kind of funny to just have like a really brooding guy as the dark crystal, but it's like not actually dark. It's just kind of like a guy with sort of like a chunibyo. Oh yeah, putting yeah, on yeah. a front. A very like emo's not dead kind of aesthetic. Right. Another one, another pick would be I think we have Thunder for the purple emerald. Yes. So it's just something about how like they adamantly refuse to use acoustics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. I like that. Everything is electric based. Yeah. But wouldn't that not be EDM? No, no. I mean like they only use like electric guitars and stuff. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of what really like personified punk at the time was just like using distortion pedals and stuff. True, true, true. All right, so punk is the electric element in some way or form. Yep, we'll think of we'll think of a fun band. Some guy. Oh, yeah, it could be a band. That would be kind of cool. Hawthorne Heights. I don't know. I I know so little about like the actual bands. I well, okay. I think the only pop punk band I would really like know the members of is Blink One Eighty Two, and only kind of like mm. vaguely. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of pop punk, so I can give you a huge list. But most of the names don't really fit into. Oh right, like, like a, a thunder kind of thing. Yeah, thunder theme. But we can we can theorycraft it when we get yeah, there. We're not, we're, not, we're not at the electric region. Yeah, we, we, yeah, We've yeah, touched yeah. the punk topic on our improv journey. We're oh, done. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cool. done. We're cool, set cool, with cool. that. Yeah. We've done Adele. We've done punk. We've done Ocean Gate Titans. And we've even done a little bit of Maple Story. So nice. why not? We, we're set. We, Did we, we do it? Oh, with Aqua Road. Yeah, Aqua Road. Right, yeah, okay. Which okay. is just the Water Kingdom. Okay, nice. Yeah, we'll just give them that like musical soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How does it go? I don't know. Oh, shit. Okay. I have no idea how that sounds going to Okay. Oh man. Okay, let's pull it up. I'll, I'll put it in right here for Aqu- okay. Aquarius. Okay. And we will get like demonetized immediately. But for us, is it? I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got. Let's, get, let's we got... play it from a phone instead of putting it in post. I think that's funnier. Okay. Okay. We'll play it on the phone. What the fuck? I typed in Aqua Road. It gave me Moonlight Battlefield Sonic Forces. Is that a game? Uh, it looks like a level. That's crazy. That like a, not even like a mainline Sonic game has overtaken Maple Story in popularity. Oh my god. Okay. So we got two options. We got uh Aqua Road Blue World or yep. Aqua Road Shining Sea. Oh. I think Blue World. Okay, let's see it. Uh, ah, there it is. you can really hear the Ah, damn. Do you remember climbing through here and yeah, just like holy swimming shit. by? All right. I never actually played much in Aqua World at the time. But, um, well, they didn't really have great farming spots, to be fair. Unless yeah. you were, like, I think a bandit w- uh, bandit chief with mace Holy explosion. Holy shit. Have I talked about this on the podcast? N- I don't think so. Either. I have a... F- no, I, I must have when we talked about MapleStory before. We I have a friend who, when I was in high school, like, he would mention going and farming gobies with mace explosion, like, mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> like, anytime we talked about MapleStory, like, that was his shit. 
what would he talk about? Like, man, that experience gain was so much. Yeah. He spent like three mil on there. Straight up, yeah. Like, he would just talk about how he leveled from 70 to like 100 or whatever. Oh, my God. Emmying Gobies in Aqua Road. God. Such Anyways, really deep cut. Yeah, really deep, deep cut. cut. Shout out to Chow. Yeah, was his Chow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, there you go. I forgot you knew him, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, I know Chow. That'll be great for our listeners. Yeah, you can kind of imagine. It'll be another gambling game. You can write in your predictions for who you think Chow is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he's a real person, because right, his name right. kind of sounds fake. It could just be made up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could just be like Ravemaster. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So, the characters are on an expedition down to this uh, Lantean region of the yeah. Water Kingdom. Um, they've probably been given some kind of submarine-esque method or do you think they or do you think this oh. quest should be them figuring out a way to get underwater let's have a what the heck is his name the guy that does a bunch of underwater filming oh uh the guy who made avatar right yeah um, uh wow we suck yeah he made avatar it's uh, like kind of vaguely french james james cameron james cameron yeah he has a, ca- he, a camera james cameron oh whatever. of okay. course of course okay because his parents were cameras. Yeah, exactly. So in our world, James Cameron just has a camera for a head. He's like your master. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then when you die because the camera angle is bad, you just blame uh-huh. him. Ah, oh, so he also made Mario 64. <laughs> exactly. Okay, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it would be it would be great to just have like James Cameron stand in as the quest giver and he like brings you down. And he's like, yeah, okay, here's, here's what I know about getting underwater and, mm-hmm. and exploring down there. Okay, so we have James Camera, the uh, quest giver for this storyline. Yeah. Because you have to figure out a way to get underwater. Right. That's your first obstacle here. Um, I don't know how I want to do this. Because, like, there's, like, the way of, like, oh, you find, like, a submarine or an ancient, like, vessel to go underwater. But I don't yeah. like that. I, th- I, think, I feel like that's a little boring. Okay, so there are, like, um, vehicle building mechanics in Fabula Ultima, okay. if you are like a tinkerer or whatever, okay. or I, I think like, um, yeah, like if you're a tinkerer, you can make a sort of vessel. So you can just like Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just, it's like noise. really phallic. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, I don't know what the exact rules are, but ignoring the mechanics of it for a second, I think it would be cool to kind of be like, all right, my name's Jim Camera. Mm-hmm. Here's, I'm going to lay down what we got to do. So what, like the depths that we assume that they went down to was like around, you know, like whatever many meters, right? Mm-hmm. Like a thousand meters or something. So we got to get a vessel that is capable of like withstanding this stuff. Yes. And then as a party, you can kind of be like, okay, cool. Like I have an idea for maybe we got to go research what materials we can use, mm-hmm. right? Or like, you know, go gather them somewhere mm-hmm. and then kind of be like, oh, okay. Like here's another idea. Maybe it'll it'll make the journey easier if we have lights or something we're like yeah. oh oh we should put in a communication device or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. so just kind of have this kind of like powwow engineer mind meld moment mm-hmm. where players get to just kind of be like oh okay like my character would suggest something like this because like, oh, okay. he would think this is something fun to have on the boat and then yeah. so it lets you kind of like role play and be like let's put a jukebox on there or whatever <laughs> like if you want to like you know do stuff like i that. would love a jukebox on their little submarine maybe right. some camouflage with seaweed that can up their like yeah exactly right 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 if you're like if they can kind of anticipate like oh these people disappeared it might have been like an enemy Mm. like if they're kind of doing some investigation and they're like oh okay we've sighted Mm -hmm. you know these like landians around there and they can also like like look into like historical stuff like artifacts or like ancient texts and like Mm. oh they tend to like avoid destroying these types of ships because it has like some cultural significance ah yeah and then there's also richard's character that is a landian that you can also reference if you need to yeah this is cool having a bunch of little avenues to be like okay here's things that would probably help you get down there and then uh you know like based on what kind of things that you're putting on the ship it'll make the rolls mm-hmm. for actually like descending later easier yes yes okay cool cool so that's like the first thing it's like a quick role play powwow but it's a fun thing to get players to like think and try different ways of going down it and yeah. you can of course implement rolls for like different checks um modifying depending on how difficult you want them to be we don't have any hard get- deadlines because one way or another james camera is going to get you down there yeah okay? yeah i think this is a cool opportunity to also maybe like flesh out the adventurers guild a little bit if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do like yeah. maybe have like a library or something and then there's a librarian in there that you can ask about history obviously you're talking to jim camera you're talking to the whatever richard's character name is rio yeah rio yep yeah from the bird movie yeah, yeah. Rio. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah rio did Gen- de-, de janeiro de janeiro yeah there yeah. it is yeah, so like you're kind of talking to a bunch of different NPCs around the guild and you give your players the freedom to be like 
is there a guy at the guild who's an expert on this? Mm -hmm. Let's go consult him about that, right? Like maybe there's like a blacksmith and you can be like, what kind of metal polymers would be good to put on this ship that isn't carbon fiber because that'll kill us at 3,000 meters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What should our steering wheel be? Oh, a remote control <laughs> right, yeah. from an Xbox? Well, laddie, I have this Xbox controller that you can use. Yes. I found it in days gone past. <laughs> it was my son's, but he got a PS5. <laughs> now I have no need for it. <laughs> it has this wonderful Mad Cat's logo on it. Right, yeah. yes. I'm sure it will do you great wonders on your way down. It's still kind of sticky because it was what his younger brother used. Yeah, he kept spilling Dr. Pepper on it. <laughs> and it causes a little bit of motion drift, but it'll be right, fine. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. This blacksmith great is characters. just uh, Irish? Oh, well, I mean, he's like a dwarf. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we've established a dwarf blacksmith. So, yeah, depending on how long... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's. I'm just imagining um, Lloyd's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, Lloyd's stepdad. Yeah, his foster father. His dwarf dad, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his, like... Foster dwarf. Yeah. Dwarven rule number two. He Because he spoke with an accent in that, right? Like, he was straight up just, like, a yeah. fantasy dwarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, he, he, he has a very thick accent. Yeah. Uh, and he tries to punch his son. Oh, yeah. That's messed up. That is messed up. That's messed up. Yeah. I powerful imagery. Yeah, it always goes back to Symphonia. Yep, it always everything goes back to Symphonia, along with the wonderful dwarven vows. Yeah, and, and my dad hitting me. And my dad hitting me. Yes, <laughs> those are those are all you need to. That's my just, Those are the pillars of my childhood: <laughs> playing tales and getting beat. Oh my! No, my God. dad didn't actually beat me. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna pick a dwarven vow. Which dwarven vow do you uh, like? Oh, your random number. between what? One and ten. There's only ten. Uh, well, one in 134. Holy! Are they all there? No. Okay. Okay, so there's probably... How many are written? Uh, one, two, three, four, five... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep counting. Nice, nice, nice. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, um... Give me... The... Ninth. Do you want the actual ninth Dwarven Vow or the ninth in the oh, list? Oh, is nine in there? Yeah. Okay, let's get both. Okay, so the ninth Dwarven Vow is fall down seven times, stand up eight. Okay, that's just like a real saying that was kind of repurposed. Yeah, and then the ninth in the list is even a small star shines in the darkness. Hey, that's pretty good. I like that one, yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, yeah, and now your dad's going to beat you. Oh, shit! <laughs> Wait, what the fuck are you doing here? Ah! He drove all the way from Texas. <laughs> oh, my God, he's instilling those dwarven vows into him. Oh, no, the timing was impeccable. <laughs> okay, Um, I don't know how that's going to play into this, but uh, yeah, so... I mean, it would be great that he just kind of speaks in in whatever the word for that is, just like isms all the time. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's a character that could be in your story that you can use to kind of help you build and reinforce your vessel going down into the yeah. Landian region. And so it's just like an offensively racist accented Scottish guy. Yeah. And he's really knowledgeable about boats. Yeah. His name is Jim Camera. Yeah, his name is Jim Camera. Is Jim Hammer the dwarf, or is Jim Camera just like... Jim Camera is the... Oh, no, the the dwarf was the blacksmith. Yeah, the dwarf that's is the right. blacksmith. Yeah, that's he's right. just someone that's part of the guild that gives you some information, right? Yeah. yeah. Is is James Cameron just... Is, he's, like, Canadian, right? Uh, fuck, I don't know. He's His last name's Cameron. I keep thinking he's, like, French. What kind of last name do you think Cameron is? Cameron... It could be anything. I mean, it sounds really French, honestly. Uh, you are correct. He's a Canadian film director, screenwriter, and producer. Gotcha. Okay, so he could be, like, French-Canadian. Yeah, his middle name's Francis, so if you don't want to be that on there, uh, Francis Camera. Francis Camera is a pretty pretty fantasy-sounding name now. Yeah. All right, so we got Francis Camera, the guy leading the expedition, and all he wants to do, he needs a group to help him pilot the ship. That's his reasoning. And he just wants right. to film this legendary race underwater because oh, that's well, his goal. He's just like, I'm an adventurer. Okay, that's great. I Because I, I was originally I was like, the angle is probably just like, oh, you know, the guild commissioned this guy. He knows a lot about going underwater and cameras. Yeah, no, he, he just, he's like, but I he's, have a film crystal and right. I want to record this depth as no one else has done yes, before. okay. It's great because that gives him like a real motivation to be an adventurer, mm -hmm. which I think is like a very like atypical kind of character for these kinds of, these scenarios. Yeah. So, yeah, so we solidified that a little bit for them, and we gave them, like, a little fun little roleplay uh, discovery and kind of a chance to advance their ship a little bit. Yep. Making yep. it a little bit bigger. Make a little better. game out of it. Yep. And now they're on their way down to the depths of the Landians to meet the Landians, I guess. Do you think, like, they'll come into an encounter first, or do you think you want them to, like, kind of, like, just run into them? Like yeah, how, how would the rest of this play out? 
because I assume by the end of it, you are going to be kind of resolving the elemental issue for the people and in turn kind of like reducing some of the political pressure or conversely kind of blowing open the kind of like old folk circle plot. So I think resolving the elemental issue, I think the idea is that the fire emerald is actually in the water region for some reason. Like the old people, like the old guard has somehow acquired it and has been using it. Right, right. Maybe they received it from Josh Greenroad or something um, as like a bargaining chip to help them assert power. Yeah, that is really interesting. Wait, when we originally planned this out, was there even a red emerald? I don't remember having like a fire adjacent one. I feel like the chaos emeralds do have a red one. Is there a chaos ruby? Let's um, pull up that color chart again. Yeah, the the, the one that looks like so vague and does not even look real. Right. Uh, there is a. Red oh, there is a red one. Okay, okay great. So we're good. We're good. Yeah. 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 So there's some kind of fire adjacent kingdom. Maybe like a. It's probably like a desert. Mm-hmm. And they're they've lost their emerald. Okay. Right, and maybe they're being overtaken by another emerald for some reason. But at least for right now, yeah. the Water Kingdom has both the Water Emerald and the Fire Emerald in it. But one, mm-hmm. of the Fire Emerald is being held by the Old Guard, the political party, which we'll just call Old Guard. Right, and that was given to them by Josh Greenroad, the Grand Wizard. Okay, okay. Do we? I don't know if I really like the idea. Oh, well, I mean, I guess he is a pretty major villain. It would, I guess, it would stand to reason that he is able to kind of like control very powerful you know, like magic. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I like how much he knows about the world. Though, actually, I don't know. What what do you feel about that? I like the connection because, like, I like the idea that, like, he's working with this group of, like, water people that, like... Wait, what if he is robotic? Uh, ooh, I don't don't know. Like, posing as him? Mm, That he snuck into the Magic Kingdom? Right. Uh, And is using it kind of as a front... That could be a direction. And that's how he kind of gets the power of the emeralds? Yeah, and he's already discovered the robot kingdom, but he's kept it hidden. Right, and oh. that's he's kind of like trying to rebuild his base, but he needs power for it. I do like that. Okay, yeah. Kind of a wild twist, mm-hmm. but I think just given the fact that he knows so much about the world, mm-hmm. the only reason that other humans wouldn't know about it is that he's some kind of outsider. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Yeah, I like... No, no, I, I agree. I think like, I, that is a good direction. Robotnik is actually the Grand Wizard, yeah. And his real name is actually Josh Green. Josh Green Road. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, because, like, then you get the kind of reveal of, like, Josh Green Road is such a dumb name yeah. to give to a villain that, <laughs> of course, it's not his real name. Yes. Also, it's so funny because it would be really funny if, like, the human kingdom, everybody had super fantasy names. Mm-hmm. But then you go into Yimika, and mm-hmm. then everybody's just named like Frank and like <laughs> they're John. only named Frank. Yeah, <laughs> everybody is no, Frank. No, no, we remember. Well, we named them all, but yeah, it's YMC funny characters. because all of like the chiefs and stuff just have like super boring one syllable yeah. English names. Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's the opposite effect where it's like the adventurers are named stuff like Greenwood, mm-hmm. Fleetfoot. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the forest, and it's just like, "Yo, I'm Frank." Yeah, I'm Frank. How's it going, man? This is John. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, Nick. ah, the very like magical creatures have this super different <laughs> culture. <laughs> it's so it's so different from what we know. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. Okay, so yeah, we've established that Josh Greenroad is actually Robotnik in disguise. Great. He's has connection with the Water Kingdom and is kind of manipulating them in the background in a way. Yep. Because when I think of like, oh, the fire crystal is kind of going out of control. And when you you have the context of, oh, it's destroying the sort of, like, lives of the water people, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, the world's rising water, like, ocean temperature mm-hmm. is, is, like, a direct parallel to that. Yes. So it would be kind of cool if it was like, oh, Robotnik has already taken control of the Fire Emerald, mm-hmm. and he is using it for, like, industry. Mm-hmm. And then that is causing, like, fire energy to kind of, like, permeate the world and then, like, oversaturate it, and then what's getting really hit by it is, like, water. Yes. Which, like, absorbs heat so well. Okay. So, like, it, like this, the, the tribe is, like, kind of taking the brunt of the conflict mm-hmm. for the rest of the world, number one. Yeah. Because, like, they're absorbing the heat for everybody. So, uh, I just want to make sure, are we going to put the Fire Emerald and the Water Emerald in the Water Kingdom region of Landia? Um, yeah, either, like, in it or 
it could be like he kind of brought it closer or, you know. Okay, so I want it to be in it personally. Okay. Because I want the old guard to be working with Robotnik and they oh, have right. like a, some kind of like weird steam magma yeah, like, okay. organization underwater. Yeah. And they're using the water to cool it, cool like his yes, production yes, facility. Yes. Okay. Perfect. And that's like their reasoning for uh, uh, like working with him. Yeah. In exchange, they get like a lot of power and like social like build up and they're like, we're promised uh, a whole region of land and we'll rule Landia on our own. Right, future. right, right. And we'll usurp the kingdom and its younger folk who are yeah, like, to, you know, trying to interface with humans. Yeah, who dare stuff. start unions and cancel out our factories? <laughs> I don't know. I I love the hypocrisy of it, where it's like they are people who are like, you know, we value traditionalism, mm-hmm. and you better respect your elders. But then when it comes down to it, it's like, oh no, actually, when you discover what they're, they're really doing, they're just opportunists. They don't, yeah, they don't give a shit. They mm-hmm. just want power. Yes. And it's like what they're doing is like such a perversion of traditional values mm-hmm. that it's yeah, that's cool. I r- honestly really like that. I really love my idea of when I <laughs> I put Metal City in our in our I nature. I love patting world. myself on the back right. and talking about Adele occasionally. But I I like that we're able to kind of look at a world overrun by nature mm-hmm. through the lens of like technology, like lost technology, basically, mm-hmm. because it kind of has this cool like dichotomy of, you know, like what is the purpose of technology, and you know, like what is the value of nature? Yes, and then you kind of get to explore that in a lot of different ways. Where, you know, it's like traditionalism versus new values and like environmentalism mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool. definitely a fun playground to play with and kind of works into like a uh, interesting moral sphere that I guess right. I don't usually touch on from my usual day to day. But it's a very symphonian in that it's like Tales games are always about the environment. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> it's like all it, but I mean like now having done this myself. Not that I really like. Am trying to say that I can design a Jerry. Are you saying you're Namco Bandai right, exactly, and just made yeah. Tales games? Yeah, uh, whoever, whoever game? writes. Well, I mean, whoever wrote for um, Arise, you can come at me. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> no, I'm fair. kidding. But it, oh, what are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> oh shit, uh, Nobuyuki Masamoto, or no, I don't actually know his name. Uh, but kind of, I think those are two first names. Anyways, <laughs> but finally having like sort of worked through this for a while for a bunch of different episodes it is kind of interesting to realize like yeah you know what like when you're designing conflict a lot of stuff does just come back to real world problems which for us like the most kind of like forward-facing one is definitely the environment yeah i mean i think that was one of the questions you asked us during our like review of how we think about our world building yeah like you need to like, just try tying in real-world stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just easier that way. So. I think that's what Fabula Ultima writes, actually, in the rulebook. That, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just use real-world horrors and <laughs> right, play yeah. off of that. Environmental issues. Aha. Base fantasy humans off of the folly of real man. Yeah. What? Like, because they're just real people, too. Right. Okay. So. We... I mean, they really are just, like, basically the isekai anime protagonist Mm -hmm. like i relate to the world through this guy yep that's just humans in fantasy pretty much okay so we've now established like kind of the motivation behind like the enemy faction within the water kingdom they're the old guard they have a connection with robotnik who's actually josh greenroad or josh greenroad is actually robotnik yes no robotnik is actually josh greenroad robotnik is actually josh greenroad Yeah, yeah however that sentence works and they have, like, they're partnered with him to use, like, the facilities of the water to create, like, his mechanical monstrosities. Right. And they're looking to overtake Landia. And when you arrive, obviously the city's in turmoil, and they're dealing with all this issue. And I, I like the idea that they've captured these, like, rich socialites from the Magic Kingdom. Oh, and kind of, like, right. Them. Right, right. I, I keep forgetting about these story threads. Yeah, okay. So that gives you a real reason to kind of really get in there yeah, so, and just find out what's going on. Yeah, so like you arrive, whether through like combat or maybe you get captured or maybe you sneak your way into the city. Yeah, I think it's it would be interesting to kind of leave it up to however they end up designing their submarine. Yeah. And you can kind of present them with the sort of like, all right, we know these people are out there. We don't know if they're hostile. We don't know if they're friendly, but they, you know, like this party has disappeared and we have reason to believe that this race of aqua people are involved somehow yeah and if your party wants to be like let's design the ship to just like be really fast and Mm -hmm. see if we can like get in there and do a sort of like guerrilla tactic or you know like design it to be stealthy etc you can kind Mm -hmm. of like 
change how they approach it based on that. Yeah, but once, like, like essentially they get into the city, whether or not with Richard's Rio character's help, too, like, right, there's, like, right. so many avenues on how they can do it. Like, you yeah. have the offensive route, you have, like, the, poli- you can have, like, a political route, you can have a stealth route. Right, right, right. In. Yeah, because I guess you could bring Rio's character back with you, even, and be like, okay, cool, he's kind of our emissary. Yeah, but he also maybe has his reasons for not wanting to come back to the city, because I remember he yeah, has on yeah. his own quest. Yeah, So yep. maybe he's like, I'm not allowed back into those cities, so, like, I yeah. have to be quiet. Just kind of do a persuasion thing. Because that's actually, like, so perfect, because the reason that he's out there is a lie. Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to persuade him to come back, then he'll be like, okay, yeah, you know, it's for the greater good. And then he'll go back and be like, oh, yeah, it, I they were just trying to fool me and use mm-hmm. me as propaganda kind of thing. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So we have, like, some avenues for how you get in there. Right. But once you're in there, right, like, now it's either, like, they're considered hostile to your group, and then you're trying to sneak by the city. Yes. Um, So that's going to be, like, one avenue of, like, kind of stealth checks and finding your way through what is essentially one giant dungeon. Yeah. Or it could be the political route where you enter, and you're like, we're adventurers from the outside world. We're looking for these people and to bring them back. And then you're yep. like, ah, here's a courtroom scenario where you have to role play and deal with like the political right. back and forth between these two generations. So I think no matter what, as a sort of fail safe, the queen or maybe like, you know, one of her attendants that's really close to her should be on your side. Yes. And so even if you get caught by guards or, you know, you lose a fight, you will get captured and thrown in the dungeons and then someone will come for you and be like the queen requests an audience or mm-hmm. whatever. And that kind of establishes a cool relationship of, like, the queen wants to embrace interfacing with outside cultures, Mm -hmm. but the old folks do not. Yes. And then so when you have that courtroom scenario, there is a whole lot of, like, I am the advisor evil guy. Yes. And I think that the queen is wrong and we should shun humans. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we must overthrow the monarchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so there will be a cool kind of like, okay, you need to uh, like figure out who's on your side and who's not, and yeah. then figure out what the real kind of. Um, and the reason the queen asks you specifically is that one, they kind of trust your abilities, and also you're an outsider, so it doesn't cause any political backlash for her. Oh, so true. She's like, yeah. This is why I need you to go investigate these people on what they're doing. And then it's also kind of a judgment on like, who do you think is actually telling the truth? Right. Right. Is it the right. Older right. folk or is it like the queen? Like who's really on your side here? Yeah. We need to give the queen a name though. Okay. Um, shit. I can only think of Ariel. I, I think it has. <laughs> okay. The queen, <laughs> queen Ariel. Yes. Have she's, we, have we been doing too much Disney stuff? I don't think so. I don't think there's anything okay, okay. Disney related yet. Let's let that one slip by then. All right. So queen Ariel. Yeah. All right. Just straight up. Um, wait, what is the word for, uh, like, you know, Ariel is like being in the air, right? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be un- underwater? Is that just Aquil? aquatic or something? Aqualeal? I don't know. If there's a cool sounding word for that, then we should Please use, use that. Please use that instead. Yeah, but, but for we'll now it's Ariel. Ariel. Yeah. yeah. So Ariel is the queen of this region. She's Her father had recently passed away, and she is a young Oh, queen. perfect. Yeah. She's we already young, have the background. Yeah, she's a young queen that's kind of taken over. Oh, it's such a cool concept to be like, okay, this is Ariel from Little Mermaid, but it's the one where she accepted her duty yes. as royalty and then like rose up to take her father's place. Yep. Rise up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're swimming on your fins. <laughs> yeah, rise up. <laughs> okay, uh, enough Hamilton. She's essentially royalty. She's a new queen, so she's kind of dealing with that aspect. Yeah, has a lot of trust the, issues. Earning yeah. the people's trust, and also dealing with what is essentially like a coup. There's a lot of coups going on. Yeah, yeah, yep. from... I mean, that's every government. Yeah, every You government. gotta assume there's just a coup going on. Yeah, there's like an old kingdom. Did you... So I heard about this recently from Richard. Okay. Um, this is off topic. Sounds legit. But... During the Ukraine war, apparently yeah. there's like a mercenary group in Russia okay. that had like lost a lot of its members, and then the leader was just like, "Fuck you, Russia! We're gonna start a coup." And oh like, was, shit! And started marching towards Moscow. Yeah, they did eventually stop because like Belarus made like, uh, like some negotiations with the leader, and okay. then they were like, "Okay, never mind. We're not gonna <laughs> do the coup." Oh, okay, you'll give me a lot of money. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, much. boys, turn around. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many you've died. It's okay. I got like. T- Five billion dollars. Okay, like, love government again. Yes, Putin, okay. cool guy. <laughs> Pretty much, just a random thing, but um, interesting. Yeah, so there's like a coup going on in the water world with like the old guard, and Air- Queen Ariel is trying to establish her power, and she's probably not like, oh, I don't know how to be a queen. She's like, she has like the background of like royalty right, and right. navigations, and that's why she's like, I will grab these private folk from outside this world, yeah. give them the okay to wander around. But you, whatever you do doesn't affect me 
as like a protective measure and i okay. need you to discover what they're actually up to and what's causing the harm in the world because yeah there's yeah, no yeah. one in our region that can kind of navigate and possibly like getting too close to like the fire crystal will affect the water folk in a certain way like it dries them out or something right 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 there's yeah some kind of like elemental unbalance leads to maybe some kind of like sickness or mm-hmm. whatever yeah yeah, maybe there's they get fire grilled. rain. There's rain that is made of fire. Ah, man. Something, oh, man. I mean, it's it's really just, you can do some deep lore, like, oh, the water, like, gets superheated and mm-hmm. then, like, evaporates before they can, like, get the oxygen into their lungs. Yes, so they can't make it to this region, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, I think the, the vibe of this society is a lot more sort of, like, tribal, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. where, like, the queen would probably have, like, sort of traditional slash, like, ancestral authority mm-hmm. so it, like i assume it would be fine to just kind of be like yeah i give you diplomatic immunity mm-hmm. so you're you're my diplomats now so like i want you to figure out what's going on at the root of this mm-hmm. and so the queen is kind of put into this position of being like i don't know what the conflict is but i know something is going on and i'm just trying to find a way to fix the elemental imbalance yes. and so as you dive further into that then you find out that you know like oh okay what's this we the fire crystal is here for some reason that's weird and then you realize that it's like you know it's powering some kind of like weird machine that creates robots yeah and then this has to culminate in a fight where you're fighting a bunch of old fish dudes who have <laughs> mech suits oh sick yeah and it's underwater and it's just like a fishbowl like oh they're like in like that like big fishbowl but like bio but there's arms. like a sick robot under it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gotta be. Oh man, that's gotta be the final boss. It's gonna be three old dudes in fish bowls, and they have like robot suits. Yeah, and then it'll be cool because at this point, it'll kind of be a question of like, did you decide to put a bunch of weapons on your submarine for some yes. reason? And then Jim Cameron will be like, okay, yo, I got you. Yeah, and then he comes in, and he's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go and like fire on the broadside and just like rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it becomes like I would love that to be just like a bonus, like w- like an additional turn if you did do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just exactly. have the extra turn. He's just like an he NPC. Just does that. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. does that once a turn for you. Yes. Yeah. Or Absolutely. maybe he needs to charge or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, just, you know, some fixed damage on the side. You get yeah. to narrate a guy in a submarine doing cool stuff. Yeah. Or if you put different stuff, maybe it's a status effect thing. Maybe he has right. lights, so he's just like, ah, oh, he blinds them a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or he has camouflage so he can, like, move a character's turn forward or something. Ah, yeah, just yeah. Just some ideas on some what cool he can stuff. do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that we set it up like that to mm-hmm. just kind of be like, you just make up stuff that is cool based on what your players wanted to do on their submarine. Yep. And then it, it, it happens, and it's effective later on. It, right. Like, it actually has long-term effects. Or maybe they just put a jukebox on it. Oh, my God. But, the jukebox inspires them. Right, yeah. The jukebox allows you to play whatever music you want during the fight. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no mechanical advantage. Yeah, Aqua Road just starts playing. All right, cool. <laughs> but I, I do give you YouTube controls. <laughs> yeah. It's like, does that inspire your character? Well, I guess <laughs> yeah. so, sure. I think it's like a fabulous point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, think, I think that's fair. Right. Okay. And in the scenario, like... Obviously, there's, like, always the chance that the characters, like, have, like, insane stealth rolls. They're probably going to be working off of, like, the dr- the Emerald Finder, and that's how they get to the True, scene. true, So true. one way or another, they're going to get to, like, the fire factory bullshit. Right, Whether or not they right. meet the queen, maybe that doesn't ever happen. I don't, I don't think that's the end of the world, right? Yeah, yeah. I think equally plausible to just kind of be like, oh, this must be what's causing this. There's mm-hmm. a fire crystal factory somewhere in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Because I think the bulk of the plot for, like, another storyline, if you're not doing a one-shot, is that, like, you run into these three fish guards. Like, you still have that fish fight. Right, okay? right, right. And then you, the goal is, like, you reclaim the Fire Emerald from them, and then you find out their connection to Robotnik in the Magic Kingdom. Like, that's, like, yes. you know, like maybe they have a ledger or some kind of, like, robot. Like, the robot obviously is very obvious that, like, oh, yeah, there's robots. Right. This is weird. Yeah, this right, right, right. If your players don't ask why there's robots in the world suddenly, then, yeah, you can kind of clue them in using some kind of weird, like, uh, Resident Evil style lore handout. I mean, you can do the fabulous thing where you do a cutscene and it's just oh, like, of course, oh, yeah. of course, yeah, just cutscene it. There you go. Okay, so I mean that that's like kind of like the different pathways that could happen, and we even kind of create a little safeguard during it in right. case something they get captured during the sneaking route or the combat route. Yep, whatnot. And you could always just like railroad them a little bit more, and it's like, oh, you do talk to Queen. They like they guide you to the Queen or something. Yeah, yeah. If you really want to do that, I like it being open. But hey, you're the DM of your own game. <laughs> I assume, based on how long you want to make this, traveling to the place would probably be, like, a pretty big part of it, just because mm-hmm. you, you kind of want to reinforce the fact that, like, the world is hard to traverse. Yeah. So do some... Is was it on the other side of the Yimikin Forest, or should it be... I thought it was south other, of the other Magic way. Kingdom. Yeah, okay. So I guess there's, like, some kind of, you know, un 
maybe some kind of like a super overground mountain pass or like a valley that you go through and then it opens up into an inlet. Maybe you pass through the lightning region for a little bit. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should probably... there's just some immortals up there singing like... Is this a Genshin reference? This is a Fallout reference. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) Um... I don't know. I, I'd be down to have Fallout Boy being the Immortals atop of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is Fallout Boy punk? Uh, it's like I think it's punk. I guess it's pop punk, right? Yeah, pop punk punk. It's it's all like kind of like a weird genre that's kind of a co- a coagulated together. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. Definitely, their older stuff is way more punk. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I think we have like a lot of things that you can do with in the one shot adventure. Yeah. We've given some combat encounters, and if you want to drag it out longer, of course, you can have more things they go through. They can go through a mountain pass during their right, travels. Right. They can, even the travel underwater could be dangerous, right? They can run into yes. like a giant eel that they have to fight. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Gotta fight some eels. Th- there will probably be some kind of like social encounters if they run into guards or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff that you can throw in there. Yeah, and they can also discover like old wreckages from old ships and stuff that like kind of clue them in on what they might have to fight and deal oh, with. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, like, tips of, like, mechanical parts that are, like, what is this weird metal down Oh, here? right. Like, oh, maybe they're, like, weird weapons or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that could be all of itself part of the journey, too. Right. Um, from a one-shot perspective, you might cut a lot of that just to, for time's sake. But yeah. from a, like, long-form campaign, those are all things you can sprinkle in to make it right, feel right. more immersive. I guess the objective, uh, if we want to just put one down here, is, like, what exactly do you want your players to know? And then you whatever you want to set up to guide them towards that based on like the kind of pacing you're feeling, mm-hmm. then do that. Right. And and the, the kind of main concept is there is an emerald here. Yep. There is a reason two for emeralds here. Right, right, right. And then there's a reason for this like kind of chemical or chemical. I keep thinking imbalance and I keep thinking chemical imbalance, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's some kind of like elemental turmoil going on here. So you got to figure out the root cause of that and then maybe clue them in on the sort of like political sort of uh chess going on in the water kingdom mm-hmm. but yeah basically just like hit those key points and you can do it through like you know laying clues around or just have them fight and then the old dudes will explode dr wiley style and then they'll be <laughs> like i'll tell you my whole plan before i explode ah, ah. and then you know the for some reason like the print like the thanks queen to dr robotnik i've gained the oh, powerful yeah, yeah, mech yeah. suits <laughs> <laughs> you won't live to tell anyone so i'll just talk a lot yes in between rounds of combat and then you're like who's dr robotnik oh yeah right who that is <laughs> And then you're like, I found a ledger that says Josh Greenroad is actually Dr. Robotnik in disguise. <laughs> what? What? He's given up his name before. And this the evil guy to... was another evil guy? Oh, huh? no. What a twist. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we got a lot here. I think we have did a pretty good job using our weird improv uh, prompt grabbing. Yep. I don't know if it was because we already knew that the next thing was going to be the water place or if it was because we kind of miraculously stumbled on a bunch of water-adjacent topics yeah i mean i mean yeah i mean but, these are things that are actually going on right now to be right fair. right right yeah um, but yeah i think it was a great episode hey worked out but yeah thank you all for listening uh this is one shot at a time a tabletop role-playing game podcast my name is daniel Locke, your forever game master i am daniel lee your occasional deep sea explorer <laughs> when have you ever gone in the water i've watched like planet earth okay good enough about like the deep sea have, have you seen shark week i've not but that's not like deep sea oh, okay man this should be a sharknado underwater though yeah, it would be like a shark whirlpool. Yeah, shark whirlpool. Oh, you're right. It would Should be there shark... be one of those, though? Let's examine that first. Okay. Um, my instinct says no. My instinct says it'd be funny. Maybe, right, right. No, no, but maybe I mean... that's a thing you can attach to your ship. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you just meant like in real life. Just like, there oh. should be sharknados underwater. I was like, okay, let's examine this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean like in our game. Sorry. Okay, but like, what about like the ethics of it? Like, do sharks enjoy being in sharknados? I can't imagine they do. They get to hang out with all their friends and they swim in a circle and they don't That's die. true. It's kind of like a jacuzzi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sharks. And and sometimes you just fly into food. Plus, yeah, exactly. And if you think about how sharks work, like they have to keep swimming to survive. So if they're in oh, a tornado, they don't have to swim. They finally get a break. They get a break. Wow. Exactly. Okay, there should be sharknados underwater. Damn. In real life, too. We've established sharknados should exist. Yeah. Get on that. NASA. No, I think they explore the opposite of the ocean. Oh, shit, you're right. Okay. But I guess they are kind of adjacent. Yeah, space and ocean are adjacent. Right. Do you think Richard likes the ocean? Uh, He did make a bunch of water characters. Yeah, so I want to say yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. And cool. I think the naming for all the water characters, like per Richard's naming guidance. They should is... just be water adjacent names, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, except for Ariel. That's the only one that's not because she's the queen. Ah, uh, right. But we'll, I mean, we can just name her like Aquil. Aquil? Okay. Yeah, just really on the nose. Yep, there you go. Just Aquil. don't care. Just yeah. phone it in. Yeah, it's Aqua Wheel. That's how you spell it. Aqua wheel. Yeah. 
But she's like, she insists that it's pronounced Aquil. Yes. Yeah. She's like, it's French. Yeah, it's French. Or it's Italian. Oh, no, never mind. I I just realized there's no other known civilizations, so you can't just be like, it's this fantasy country because it there wouldn't be any. Yeah, it's it's Landian. It's Landian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Landian. Right. It's, it's our country's way of speaking, so why wouldn't it be this? So funny to just have every beast race be, like, trying to... It's just, like, white people posing as, like, being more exotic than they are. Just like, oh, well, it was because my grandfather was Italian. Okay. He fought in World War One. excuse me. Uh-huh. Anyways, okay. let's close the show. Yeah, okay. Um, and then maybe she'll give you, like, some gift. She gives you a trident or something that's magical. Who knows? Anyways, you can... Oh, right, that's... for saving her people. Yeah, that, that's a balancing thing for you, but you get the fire emerald at the end. Right, oh. right, right. Well, I mean, because it'll be it'll be based on... You can just probably craft a magic item for all of your players. Oh, yeah. Based sure. on what they need, so, yeah. And at some point, they gotta meet Magnell at some point, but we'll, we'll deal yes. with that later I on. assume that'll be the next arc. Yep. Anyways, uh, continuing closing out, I already said the name of the podcast. It's one shot at a time. Okay, a I don't even have to ask. Yep, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. As always, we always ask you to share the podcast with your friends, especially if you enjoy it. Tell them by mouth, because that's the best way that helps us out. Word uh-huh. of mouth. Those are sentences that can go in a direction. Um, yes. Leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Yep. Leave us a comment or review. If you uh, when you write your review, just include your best uh, water-adjacent name. Yes, your personal water. But Aqua Wheel is taken. Yeah, I'm so sorry. don't use Aqua Wheel. Not that one. Um, you can also send us any prompts at one shot at a time on Twitter or at our email at one shot at a time cast at gmail.com. Um, you can also just say hi to us because we like talking to people. Yeah, I mean, I don't go out much, but if you see me, you can probably say hi to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see us at SabotonCon, possibly, Okay. Uh, in the near future, if you're in Arizona. We'll yep. be doing our usual one-shot adventure design with the audience, and also Daniel's hosting a panel. A Mimi Japanese crash course that should be fun. Yeah, come check it out. It'll be really fun. Still uh, not even confirmed. I like This could be pulled out from under us. That's true. If it is, we'll let you know moment. two weeks after SabotonCon. So. <laughs> <laughs> guys we didn't make it i'm sorry that was crazy i'm sorry you guys went and were expecting us yeah uh you can also check me out at neighborhood comedy theater a improv comedy theater in arizona and also the bridge comedy theater i will be performing there once in a while with either the eels or with the neighborhood comedy theater main stage team ah uh, you're with the eels yep i'm with the eels. That's why I, yeah I, I i'm killing my own team it's gonna be <laughs> six improvisers and each of their cats so- <laughs> six improv eels <laughs> I need a character. I need a character. <laughs> I need a suggestion. What's some? What's an event you're looking forward to? What's the last thing you bought on Amazon? That's my attack now. Oh man, yeah. Oh, here's a suggestion. How about you guys die and <laughs> slow death underwater? Uh... <laughs> hey, here's my character motivation: killing you. Yeah. Now you gotta watch a 15 minute scene about that. Uh, <laughs> you've lost 15 minutes of your life. Oh take, shit. Take 2d4 damage. It's they don't have chrono magic, but they just make time feel really slow with their bits. <laughs> exactly. Why is this dragging? The characters aren't doing anything. Yep. Anyways, uh, that's all we have for now. We'll see you uh, not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, as we are bi-weekly. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.